Hi, my name is Aaron. My name is Edwin. And this is Caffeinated Opinions. This week, Derek Chauvin has been found guilty on all counts and can face up to 75 years in prison. A Columbus, Ohio police officer shoots and kills 15-year-old Micaiah Bryant. The CDC okays the Johnson & Johnson vaccine to resume distribution. The House passes legislation to make D.C. the 51st state but faces an uphill battle in the Senate. The Senate passes an anti-Asian hate bill with only one opposition, Senator Josh Hawley. A missing submarine off the coast of Bali is found, all 53 crew members being declared dead. Caitlyn Jenner has announced that she is running for governor of California. The CDC is now saying fully vaccinated Americans can go maskless outside except for large events. India is facing horrific conditions as death tolls uh, with COVID cases surge across the nation. And Fox anchor Tucker Carlson sparks outrage as he compares face masks on children to child abuse. These are this week's top stories. Hello, everyone. Hi, I'm Hello. everyone. No, no, it's the audience. We do okay. this every time. I'm just kidding. Oh. Um. All right. Well, we have a lot to cover, so let's go. On Tuesday, Derek Chauvin was found guilty on all counts in the case of George Floyd's death. Chauvin was convicted of both second and third degree murder, facing up to 75 years in prison. The 12 jurors unanimously agreed about Chauvin being responsible for the death of George Floyd and disagreed with any other medical reason, reason being the cause of death. The crowd outside erupted in cheers and celebration after finding out the verdict, and celebrities and even former President Obama and First Lady Michelle expressed their support of the verdict. President Biden said that they were finally relieved about the verdict, and Vice President Harris saying that it was a day of justice. I agree with all that. Clearly, I'm not an idiot. Um, I think this is very reaffirming, and I think it's a sigh of relief for everybody. I think I personally was concerned, like, where can this go? Like, because if he was not found guilty, it would have not ended well. I would have been concerned for what would have happened, riots and more BLM marches. I mean, I would have been there marching alongside with them, but I'm glad that it didn't go down that road. I'm glad that justice was served and i'm very proud that we were able to see that verdict because i just think it's important although what would be more important is finally having some sort of police you know reform and i strongly believe in defunding the police i strongly believe that police officers need more training so hopefully with more lawsuits like this we can get to that because Nobody should have to go through court for this, even a police officer, you know, they should be protected as well. They should have the training and they should have whatever resources they need. Chauvin just killed somebody. He straight up killed somebody. He knelt on somebody's, he kneeled on somebody's neck for nine minutes and he killed somebody. So I'm glad that justice was served and I'm glad that he is going to be sentenced to prison for manslaughter, I believe, right? Second degree murder. I didn't have that. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I believe it was second degree murder and manslaughter. I don't exactly remember, but um, up to 75 years. So we'll see how long of that they will, he will be sentenced for. 
Right, and on Tuesday this week, a Columbus, Ohio police officer shot and killed 60-year-old Micaiah Bryant. Dispatchers first received a call uh, from 911 at 4.32 p.m. by a woman who was saying the girl was attempting to fight her and others, including what appeared to be, um, oh, I'm sorry, attempting to stab them. Officers arrived at 4.44 p.m. seeing what appeared to be a girl holding up something in her hand, lunging towards another female. Bryant was shot and a knife was found next to her. Many, including the mayor of Columbus, called it a heartbreaking situation, and the officer has been put on administrative leave until an investigation is completed. This is one of those examples where I wonder um, if what we've been asking for would have helped. Um, instead of having a police officer escalate the or try to de-escalate the situation with guns or that type of fear that, unfortunately, police officers bring into a situation... What would have happened if we would have had a social worker there? Could this have been resolved differently without a 16-year-old girl being shot? That That's the only thing that I'm left to wonder out of this situation. Um, I don't, I really, I think in this situation, it would be very difficult for a social worker to, I mean, this is a violent situation where a life, multiple lives are at risk and i don't think that this particular situation mm-hmm. calls for a response by a social worker solely it i think it was the right call that the police were there first i think if afterwards a social worker was to talk it out and figure out like what is the situation going on either way that's still a crime to lunge at somebody mm-hmm. with a knife uh of course, I don't think that warrants shooting and killing somebody, uh, some, like shooting someone in the leg, using a taser on somebody. I don't understand why it has to be usually like several shots. I think in this case, it was four shots that were fired on her. Uh, I don't understand why it was that That's amount. Excessive. I don't understand why it was a shoot to kill situation rather than... Main. Yeah, but again, I'm not. I'm not a trained officer and I'm not an expert in law enforcement so i'm sure there's plenty of officers out there who would have a different opinion and explain why they believe that's the right one and there's a reason why a lot of people believe that this is the wrong uh the wrong move by the police officer so it's really tough and then even the guy who lives across the street i believe he was saying that it's it was the right decision he was a black man and he released the he has a cameras outside of his house he released those uh, camera footage and was saying that in this case, it was okay, he believes. Uh, so I really don't know. It's it's very difficult to determine at this point. I'm also left wondering, what was this 16-year-old girl going through that led to this situation? Could it have been a mental health issue? Like, to me, like, I also think about, like, society as a whole. Like, how was a 16-year-old girl let down? Because I do believe mental health has a big issue to play with these types of situations it's a 16 year old girl screaming at four in the morning with a knife like that's pretty hardcore so i'm i'm curious to learn more about this case but like you said um i don't i personally don't think that four shots to kill a girl is necessary personally i mean like you said i wasn't in the situation i don't know but we'll see Right. Well, both the FDA and CDC have recommended resuming uh, administering the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. The initial pause was recommended after several cases of rare blood clots in individuals after they had received the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. 
The FDA and the CDC both examine individual data and determine the potential benefits outweigh the potential risks in individuals 18 and older. Data suggests that the chances of getting thrombosis, thrombocytopenia syndrome, or TTS, are very low from the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Your I, thoughts? I'm just, my initial thought is I'm so glad I got Pfizer because I'm a hypochondriac. And if I would have gotten Johnson and Johnson, I would have lived my entire year just wondering if every single ache and pain is the blood clot ready to get me. That's personally like I'm just I'm glad I got Pfizer. I know I sound like such an idiot, but you don't even then with like the Pfizer vaccine. I'm just like, okay, is this it? (laughs) All right. Well, um, Edwin, if you could just a, a, a little ask of me, pretend that's my face. Because you're looking at me like this and you're talking to me and I need you like when I'm speaking, I'm doing this and I'm talking directly into the mic while looking here. Can you please do that? That would be lovely. Please. Thank you. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. All right. So the U.S. House of Representatives passed legislation to make the District of Columbia the 51st state, sending the bill to the Senate floor. The bill likely will not pass, considering several senators in that district are hesitant to begin with and needing support from some Republicans as well. I wonder what that would mean for the country, like a 51st state. I mean, we're going to get new flags to begin with. But I'm wondering how that would impact the senate or like how many like what kind of senators are we going to be getting in i'm i mean i don't know i'm just thinking about a new flag i mean i personally can't even name the 50 states that are here i'll remember dc (laughs) i mean it's likely not going to pass anyway at least at this point Uh, All right. Well, on Thursday, the Senate passed an anti-hate crime bill that addresses the dramatic increase in attacks on Asian Americans. The measure strengthens state and local hate crime reporting and creates a position in the Department of Justice. The bill passed in a 94 to 1 vote, with Senator Josh Hawley being the only one who voted against the bill. Josh Hawley is a little fill-in-the-blank-yourself audience. He is an idiot. I just, I don't even know what to say. Like, there's just been so many examples of him just spewing hate and just spreading lies. I just think he, the fact that he has, like, a senatorial vote is shocking to me. The fact that he was elected, but I guess, I don't know, the only one that voted against it, like, what was his problem with it? (laughs) Yeah. So I yeah I agree with you I don't I think it's ridiculous uh, that voting that against voted no. racism he voted no against racism uh, but I am very glad that the bill passed I'm glad that it was sort of a almost unanimous and that it was a bipartisan effort from both sides who wanted to get this done so I'm just happy that 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 happened that there wasn't more Josh Hollies out there who disagreed with it. All right, so an Indonesian Navy submarine that sank on Wednesday off uh, of last week has been found in three pieces, unfortunately, with all 53 crew members being confirmed dead. Navy officials have said that they started receiving signals from the submarine's location on Sunday from a depth of about 2,600 feet. Visual confirmation was provided by an underwater vehicle loaned by Singapore, and wreckage material was found, including prayer mats and life vests. The submarine was found well below the survivable limit, and there was only enough oxygen for three days. 
I can't even imagine what it feels like to die in those type of conditions. Yeah. It must have been... Terrifying. Like, probably worse than being buried alive or burned alive. It's just almost 3,000 feet underwater, that type of pressure. Just, it must have been horrible and then very unfortunate situation. Yeah. All right. Well, Olympic gold medalist Caitlyn Jenner announced that she is running for governor of California as the street as the state's current Democratic governor, Gavin Newsom, is likely going to face a recall election this year. Jenner is a 71 year old Republican who has criticized Governor Newsom's handling of the coronavirus pandemic, particularly the devastation of small businesses and children losing a year of in-class education. If the recall effort goes through, Californians will have to cast two votes, one on the removal of Governor Gavin Newsom and choosing a replacement from a list of potential candidates. Politico did an analysis of Jenner's voting record and found that she didn't vote in the 2016 election won by former President Trump and only voted nine other times in California's elections since 2000. Many in the LGBTQ plus community have been extremely critical of Jenner, saying they would not support her based on her problematic past comments and her Republican views. I'm personally excited to cyberbully Caitlyn Jenner. She is an idiot and she should not be governor, which is very, I'm sad to say that because I wish I, I was supporting an LGBTQI candidate. I wish there was a transgender person running for governor or some sort of like huge political. There is a transgender person running, <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> I mean, a transgender person that we could all stand behind. Yeah. Like Caitlyn is just, too problematic and not even in a good way not even in a way that like we want to support she is problematic in the way that she is trump in designer clothing well trump is trump in designer clothing but yeah she's i can't wait to bully her honestly like i hope i never meet her because if i meet her it's not going to be pretty and although i am very excited to know I mean, they have already supposedly made comments, the Kardashians, that they're not going to say they support her, but they just hope she's happy and is like living a fulfilled life, blah, blah, blah. But if Kylie Jenner, if Kendall Jenner, if they choose to support Caitlyn through this, I just, I don't know how, like, what's going to happen to them. Like, I mean, I mean, they're still going to be billionaires and live their life, but it's just, are they just going to reach a whole new level of stupidity? Like, No. Okay. Well, the CDC said this week that fully vaccinated people can attend small gatherings outdoors without wearing a face mask, meet outdoors with a small group of fully vaccinated people, or a mixture of vaccinated and unvaccinated people, but did not specifically say what counts as a small gathering. The CDC also said that dining outdoors at a restaurant, for example, with people from multiple households is okay. The CDC did recommend to continue wearing a mask at large events such as baseball games, concerts, parades, or other events where large amounts of people gather. Some former health officials and disease disease experts say the outdoor mask mandates are no longer necessary as the U.S. has now issued at least one vaccine to more than 140 million Americans and 28.9% of the U.S. population being completely vaccinated. Yay for herd immunity, honestly. that's We couldn't control the virus. We didn't give money to the citizens of the United States. We weren't able to save small businesses. We weren't able to do a lot of things that other countries did, but we vaccinated the most and the quickest. 
Yay. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, I don't even know what to say. It's just... I'm glad people are vaccinated. I mean, I sure. am glad too, but I wish we... We wouldn't have had to wait this long. Because as we we saw, other countries were able to get through this faster, help their citizens, not have to go through the devastation. I mean, you're about to read another story about how devastating the situation is with COVID. And it was pretty devastating here in the United States. But as a superpower, as a first world country, I just wish it didn't get to over a year of this. I, I feel like, I personally feel like our country could have done better. But instead, we just waited for herd immunity and we waited for vaccinations. We threw money at the problem. Mm. All right. Well, India is currently facing, experiencing horrific conditions as cases surge across the nation. India has reported 17.6 million cases in the, since the pandemic started. In the country, however, experts believe that the real number is likely 30 times higher, up to 30 times higher. Doctors are pleading with countries to send them oxygen as they are now unable to care for so many who are in need of it. Hospitals are impacted, are so impacted that people are in cars with loved ones who can only sit there and watch them slowly die from the virus. Oxygen tanks regularly running for $80 are now being sold for thousands on the black market as demand is through the roof. In some cases, people are dying on the sidewalks, unable to get into the hospitals who are beyond overwhelmed. Crematoriums in Delhi are so inundated with bodies that they have created makeshift funeral pyres with one man who said that he never stops working to assist with burning of the bodies, and it's a job he's been doing for decades. He says it's the worst it's ever been he's ever seen. Even the crematoriums are reaching a point where they say that they may have to begin burning bodies on the roads. Lines of bodies are sitting in the sun for up to 20 hours or sitting in hot cars with family members who are waiting to cremate their loved ones. A woman in Delhi pleaded with reporters saying they need help. She said her father is in the car dying from the virus and her brother had just died the day before from COVID. Shockingly, the festival of, festival of Kamila was allowed to continue today at the River Ganges despite it being a super spreader event with citizens dying in the streets. Today, India recorded more than 300,000 new cases and 2,771 deaths, but many fear that those numbers are not the true number and how many people are of, of, how, of how many people are infected or dead. I'm sorry. The Biden administration is sending testing kits and other necessary supplies to help the nation whose political leaders are being severely criticized for their lack of leadership during this time. Anything, Edwin? I'm just waiting to see what your sausage fingers are doing to our mic. Nothing. It's interesting reading you reading these stories back to back and the complete contrast. I do feel a sense of pride, you know, or a sense of relief living in the United States and knowing that I'm not going through that. I'm not, we didn't have it nearly as bad, but it was disappointing seeing how our leadership in our country handle the situation but it's nothing nowhere near compared to how india went through that even like in mexico my mom had to take tanks oxygen tanks from here over there because they weren't able to get any here in the united states in the beginning we did have a little bit of that where there wasn't enough ventilators i mean up until a few months ago hospitals were pretty much at capacity where in los angeles it was I believe it was, there was like one or two beds available, if that, at a given time. In the whole county, dozens of cities, that, that includes dozens of cities here. But it never got to a point where 
oxygen is for sale for thousands of dollars a tank. People are burning bodies in the streets of Los Angeles. People, we didn't have to go through that. And I'm very relieved that I didn't have to go through that. But at the same time, it's I'm just wondering how, as a world, we could have done better. It's just extremely disappointing. Nobody should have to live through those circumstances. I can't even imagine this horrible smell of human flesh burning in the streets of India just because there's nothing else to do. All right, and what about our last story with Tucker Carlson? Oh, gosh, Tucker Carlson. Well, today, well, actually, I believe it was last night, Tucker Carlson went on to Fox News, and it was with the news of the CDC saying that masks are now not optional, but they're not necessary for these outdoor events and gatherings. And he went on to compare children wearing masks to child abuse. And let me just go ahead and play a quick clip of that, just so we can all hear the the intelligence that he was spewing. So here it is. This grotesque version of Halloween went on for more than a year, and it's still going on. Not even Tony Fauci still pretends that masks are medically necessary. Instead, masks are purely a sign of political obedience, like Kim Il-sung pins in Pyongyang. We wear them because we have to. The only people who wear masks voluntarily outside are zealots and neurotics. How neurotic are they? Well, we know. A Pew survey from last March found that 64% of white Americans who classify themselves as liberal or very liberal have been diagnosed with an actual mental health condition. And you see them everywhere when you walk down the street in any major city. If you dare to go on foot from Union Station to the Capitol, for example, in Washington without wearing a mask, angry Biden voters will snort at you in judgment. How could you, they're saying from behind the gauze. How could you? That's the question we should be asking of them in return. The rest of us should be snorting at them first. They're the aggressors. It's our job to brush them back and restore the society we were born in. So the next time you see someone in a mask on the sidewalk or on the bike path, do not hesitate. Ask politely but firmly, would you please take off your mask? Science shows there is no reason for you to be wearing it. Your mask is making me uncomfortable. We should do that and we should keep doing it until wearing a mask outside is roughly as socially accepted as lighting a marble in an elevator. It's repulsive. Don't do it around other people. That's the message we should send because it's true. As for forcing children to wear masks outside, that should be illegal. Your response when you see children wearing masks as they play should be no different from your response to seeing someone beat a kid in Walmart. Call the police immediately. Contact Child Protective Services. Keep calling until someone arrives. What you're looking and, at I mean, it doesn't get any better, pretty much. And he goes on for another few minutes. I just can't believe he has a platform, honestly. I mean, I know we have freedom of speech and media, but I feel like sometimes that needs to be controlled. Like, that was just ridiculous. That was lies after lies, and people listen to that and take that seriously and take that sort of misinformation to the streets. That's the type of ignorance and that's the type of stupidity that led to the insurrection on January 6th. That's the type of stupidity that leads to these brawls or it was just in the news today, you know, um, Jewish gatherings in New York were being thrown by rocks and Asian people being beat in the streets. And it's that's the type of stupidity that's leading all this 
all these people to do that kind of hate like this it's just hate mongering what he's doing and I just can't believe that that's allowed well that's where I'm like always so conflicted like as an American or like as a human like free speech that type of free speech is allowed I yeah it's infuriating I'll give you that uh I think what's worse I mean it, it, I I don't know I don't know Tucker Carlson but I honestly do feel that this isn't even what he actually believes he's just doing this because he knows who his the Americans that he's trying to appeal to and he knows who his audience is and he knows that the executives at Fox want a certain narrative pushed and he's just comfortable doing that because he gets paid a lot of money to do it uh i don't know if that's the case but if i genuinely feel like that is honestly how like i don't think he does really think it's child abuse to for a kid to wear a mask uh but i think it bothers me more that someone is comfortable saying that to millions of people with that kind of platform and influence and knowing that you are going to convince people to potentially say that to parents or to potentially assault somebody i just don't understand how and his viewers believe that that's what is crazy like you said he's comfortable saying those things and maybe he does believe it i don't know but i mean mean, i don't even like covering this story honestly it gets me it gets me so frustrated it's extremely frustrating like but it's it it is important i understand but it does it just makes my blood boil knowing that he does this and that there's people out there that are doing this and Either so delusional that they think that they're doing the right thing or that they really don't care and they'll say and do whatever is necessary so that they can continue to make millions of dollars. Like You just shared a story of what's going on in India and people burning their relatives in the streets because there's no more room in morgues and people just have their family members dying in their arms in the car. There's no room in any hospital. There's no oxygen tanks. Is that not child abuse? Like, a child wearing a mask is child abuse. But a child having to go through that, that's not child abuse. It's like people just pick and choose the type of lies they want to support, but just completely ignore everything else. And that's just so hypocritical to me. All right. Well, that does it for this week. (laughs) We really end on a positive note. Uh, Anything else, Edwin? Um, don't watch Fox News. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. I feel like our audience doesn't watch Fox News anyway. I we hope don't have to not. Worry if about you that. do, nobody's like, listening. That can am Fox I allowed to say if you watch Fox News, turn us off? Sure. <laughs> Unsubscribe. I don't think. I don't think anyone is though. But. All right. So we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.